If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. It's View from Military Mind for the 16th of March, 2020, where we'll take a look at some important topics from the past week as viewed through the lens of a military mind, unbiased and definitely not PC. If you're ready, let's move out. Today's podcast is a special for today. We're going to cover the coronavirus, or COVID-19, as it's being called, with the myth, lies, and other half-truths, the real story of the national pandemic. We'll get into some of the crazy things that are being passed around out there by conspiracy theorists and those who are totally misinformed. The House and Senate bills being introduced will be covered with a uh, the H.R. 6201 advancing some additional funding to take care of coronavirus. Uh, we'll also look at what the NHI, National Health Institute, the CDC, Centers for Disease Control, and the USPHS, United States Public Health Service, are saying we should and should not be doing to help control and stop the spread of coronavirus. Plus topics that have grabbed some of the spotlight as a result of the coronavirus. And we'll take all this up right after the break. Stick with us, and we'll get you informed from a military mind. Podnews.net is a short newsletter every weekday with everything you need to know about podcasting and on demand. You can subscribe free at podnews.net for new podcast launches, company changes, stats, and no waffle. In fact, podnews.net is so waffle-free it's really short, just like this promo. All right, welcome back. We're going to take a look at some of the myths and lies and half-truths we've got out there about the coronavirus Um, As I was researching this, it was absolutely amazing 
what people are saying and what kind of conspiracy theories are coming up out there. You know, this is a, a government-designed virus to uh, affect the U.S. economy or the world economy. And, uh, of course, we've heard about China saying the U.S. Army brought it to them during a meeting out there. No, that didn't happen. That's false. Uh, it, it, that's a tit for tat there, you know. Two big superpowers trying to blame each other for something that we know where it occurred. They admitted to where it occurred, where it started, and how it came about. Um, there's no absolute positive proof. Um, as far as you know, videotape or the first uh, designated test or anything like that, but they, they know through their testing and through their scientific means how it occurred and where it occurred at in a market there in Wuhan, China. So... We'll get into some of the myths right now. Uh, one of the myths that's really um, kind of caught me off guard said, Myth number one, pets can catch and spread the coronavirus. No, it, they cannot. Um, there's been a lot of customers, a lot of people out there buying breathing masks for their dogs, um, thinking that they could catch this. Um, you're not going to get a dangerous human coronavirus from Fido. Uh, it's just not going to happen. It's true that dogs, cats, and most species carry their own kinds of coronavirus, but are not human pathogens. They're not going to bother us. Uh, there's no need to put that mask on your furry friend. He, he's, first off, he's probably not going to be very happy with you, and he's going to curl up in the corner somewhere. Uh, and the World Health Organization reports that there's no evidence that the coronavirus can infect companion animals like dogs and cats you know, this all came through Trusted Source and uh, the World Health Organization. Uh, I know some people out there say, oh, the World Health Organization, they, they're, they're a trusted source. Believe me, they, they're not going to provide information, uh, for the most part, uh, that's going to mislead you. So, you know, you can forget the mask for, your, or for Fido and for uh, Furry Kitty and uh, Soft Kitty, whatever. Don't worry about those. You don't need those for your animals. Uh, they just look stupid. So stop. Um, another thing that came out, myth number two, drinking miracle mineral solution will protect you from the, the coronavirus. No, it won't. Nor does it protect you from anything else that they claim that it will do. Um, it, it's been touted by some social media users as a remedy from everything from autism to HIV. And these are claims that the Food and Drug Administration has already dismissed. Um, it does not take, it doesn't cure anything. It just gives you some really weird uh, minerals to put in your body. Um, there is there's no truth behind those new rumors. Um, and they ask if there's any truth behind the uh, you know they have asked about the, the new rumors. The drinking solution will kill the coronavirus. No, it will not. Um, it will not prevent you from acquiring the infection. Um, in fact, mineral water solution or miracle mineral solution and similar products uh, contain sodium chloride, which turns into bleach when mis mixed with citric acid, as per the instructions. Uh, you'll probably end up with esophageal pathology if you drink diluted beach, bleach. Um, and the way this virus infects you is in your respiratory cells, not your gastrointestinal system. Uh, to simplify that down a little bit, it, it turns into diluted ble uh, bleach when you drink this stuff and you mix it with you know your fruits and your citric acids. Um, 
you're just going to wind up with uh, injuries in your throat and in your food pipe there. It's not going to help you. Coronavirus is in your lungs and in your, your airway. Um, it's not in your, your stomach or anything like that. So stop with the, the Miracle Mineral Solution. It's not going to help you. It's going to hurt you in other ways, and you're going to have a double whammy if you do get coronavirus. So stop with the silly things. Um, number three, antibiotics can prevent or treat the new coronavirus. Okay, no, it can't. Uh, antibiotics are for biological, um, how can I ex explain this a little better? Um, it's for bacterias. This is a virus or a viral infection, not a bacterial or a, uh, bacterial infection. Uh, according to the CDC or Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, uh, antibiotics only treat bacterial infections not viruses like the coronavirus. Um, for prevention, antibiotics will not help you either. So if you have a little bit extra sitting in there from that last little STD that you had or um, the cold or whatever you had, whatever uh, bacterial infection you had, leave it there. Leave it for the bacterial stuff. It will not treat this virus. Okay. Yeah, that's... I'll get into a few more here. There was about... 16, 20 of them that I looked up or found that were pretty prevalent. Uh, we won't get into all of them, but I will get into a few more here. Um, the face mask can protect you from the virus. Okay. Not so true. Standard surgical masks cannot protect you from uh, coronavirus or uh, its sister uh, virus, which is the SARS-CoV-2. Uh, they're not designed to block out viral particles and do not lay flush to the face. Uh, some of you may be firefighters or construction workers, whatever. You have air masks and they, they sit flush and they seal. Your common surgical masks do not, do not do that. Now, that being said, now, your surgical mask can help prevent infected people from spreading the virus further by blocking any uh, respiratory particles or droplets, you know, things that you expel or cough out or sneeze out. You know, from your mouth or nose, it's it stopping those. That that'll help. That's somebody that's already sick, um, but not if you're already if you're still healthy. It's not going to help you. It's not going to stop it. Um, within your healthcare facilities are special respirators called you know N95 respirators. Um, they've been shown to greatly reduce the spread of the virus among medical staff. Most of us are not going to go out of our way to go buy an N95 respirator. Uh, they're costly. Uh, they're not really cheap, plus they have to be fitted, you know, and there's training that goes with it. So um, you're not going to get into that. So the surgical mask, if you're sick, yeah, wear the surgical mask to keep from spreading to other people. If you're not sick, it's not going to help you. Uh, I know we see all these pictures out of China and out of uh, Japan. Everybody's wearing masks. No, it, it's not necessary. And Plus, it, we're depleting the supply of these masks that are needed by those who need them, i.e. people who are already sick. Um, so please, use some common sense. It's not going to help you if you're, if you're healthy. Let those who are, have already contacted, contracted disease and healthcare workers use those. They need those. Let's not be hoarding those. And that'll be another subject we'll get into uh, later on in the show about hoarding and the stupidity behind that. 
All right, another myth they're coming out. You're way less likely to get this than the flu. Okay, not necessarily. Um, to estimate how easily a virus spreads, scientists calculate its basic reproduction number, or R0. Okay, really strange thing. But R0 predicts the number of people who can catch a given bug from a single infected person. Currently, the R0 for the SARS... Uh, COVID-2 and our um, COVID-19 is estimated about 2.2, meaning a single infected person will infect about 2.2 others on average. And by comparison, the flu has an R naught of 1.3. So one person is going to infect 1.3 people. Where they're getting these partial people, I don't know. Um, unless we're, you know, I'll leave it alone. I've never seen a partial per point three of a person walking around or a point two of a person, uh, unless you're in medevac in a combat zone. Anyway, we'll leave that alone. Um, perhaps most importantly, while no vaccine exists to prevent COVID-19, the seasonal flu vaccine prevents influenza relatively well, even when its formulation doesn't perfectly match the, the circulating viral strains. So yeah, we, are, we do have a, a higher ratio of infection with the COVID-19. You know, 2.2 people. Still drives me crazy as to where they come up with that point two. But anyway, um, so that being said, you know, you have a more likely possibility of catching the COVID-19 uh, than you do the flu. So practice common sense. All right. Another myth. Virus is just a mutated form of the common cold. <laughs> no, it's not. Coronavirus is a large family of viruses that includes many different diseases. The SARS-CoV-2 uh, does share similarities with other coronaviruses, four of which can cause the common cold. All five viruses um, have spiky projections all over their surface, you know, utilize so-called spike proteins to infect host cells. So, I mean... Yeah, it's not, it's not a mutated form of the common cold. So, you know, we can forget that one. Uh, that's not a, a bright one to go after. <clears throat> All right. It gets into a long uh, diatribe here about it. Um, so, but no. The virus is just, it is not a mutated form of the common cold. It is its own virus. Okay, here's the crazy one. Here's the one your conspiracy theorists love this one. The virus was probably made in a lab. Nope. The virus, it, there's no evidence that this virus was man-made. Um, it resembles two other coronaviruses that have triggered outbreaks in recent de decades, SARS-CoV and MERS-CoV. All three viruses seem to have originated in bats. Okay, so this is a naturally occurring virus. Uh, in short, the characteristics fall in line with what we know about other naturally occurring coronaviruses that made the jump from animals to people. So, no, we don't have a conspiracy here. The government didn't, didn't design this in a lab and, oops, spread it or somebody stole it from Canada and took it to China. No, that, that's not the case. So, uh, conspiracy theorists, gentlemen, ladies, stop it. It didn't happen. Don't be stupid. Quit scaring people. No reason behind it. Um, next myth. Getting COVID-19 is a death sentence. It's not true. 
Really not true. Um, listen to what's going on out there and listen to, you know, the National Health Institute, CDC, um, Department of Homeland Security. I know these are all federal agencies, you know, listen to the public health service, U.S. public health service. Those are all doctors. They're not, uh, they're not there to push forward a political agenda. It's not true. Only about 81% of the people who are infected with the coronavirus have mild cases of COVID-19. And <clears throat> about 13.8% report severe illness, meaning they have shortness of breath or require supplemental oxygen. And only about 4%, uh, 4.7% are critical. So, meaning they face respiratory failure, multiple organ failure, septic shock. Um, it's only around 2.3% of the people that, that, on a whole that get infected with COVID-19 die from the virus. Um, these people are usually older or have underlying health conditions and seem to be most at risk of this, you know, having severe disease or complications. Uh, while there's no need to panic, people should take steps to, be, to prepare and protect themselves and others from the new coronavirus. You know, if you're elderly, and they're saying now, you know, between 65, 70, 75, 80, you know, pushing up on that range, you have a comp compromised health uh, or immune system. Protect yourself. Go to the, the further lengths. Go talk to your doctor, things like that. Um, don't take a chance. But even younger folks who may have a compromised immune system, you know, those who have different disabilities and things where their immune system has been compromised, HIV uh, carriers, uh, they have, you know, of course, immunodeficiency. So we have to take precautions in those scenarios to protect ourselves. But the average uh, mom and pop, uh, Joe and Janet out there running around the streets, you'll probably feel like you got the flu again. They'll test it. Corona, 81% of the people are going to go through a mild case of it and move on down the road. So let's watch our elderly. Let's watch our uh, uh, less um, stout people and help them out and keep, a, um, keep an eye on them. All right. Well, we know this one's false. It says lockdown or school closures won't happen in the U.S. Well, guess what? We do have school closures. Good reason for it. Very good reasons for it. Try to get some control on this thing. So we know what's going to happen. It's not a myth. Um, CDC guidance is that recommended the schools close for between 7 to 14 days uh, just so we can get this thing under control and keep from happening what happened in China or what's happened in Italy. <clears throat> You know, I've got people out there that, oh, that we're not doing anything. We haven't been ahead. Please get informed and get educated. Stop being a lemming falling off of the cliff right behind some kind of nutcase that's giving you false information. Um, okay, great. You don't like who's in charge of the country right now. Those other people aren't elected. They're there to do their jobs and to provide the best health care and protections that we can be provided so pay attention. There's a reason we're doing all this stuff. So let's take care of us and the people here. I mean, even John Hopkins, Center for Health Security in Baltimore, you know, have told us either way we should prepare for the possibility of school closures and figure out backup care if needed. Lockdowns, quarantines, and isolation are also a possibility. 
Now, under Section 31 of the Public Health Service Act, um, the federal government is allowed to take such actions to quell the spread of disease from either outside the country or between states. State and local governments may also have similar authority. So this has been in place for a long time. It's not a surprising thing that, oh, my God, we just come up with this. No, we're not going in martial law, so stop that one, too. That's another conspiracy theorist. We're taking, or the country is taking the appropriate steps that have been in place for decades to prevent the spread of what could possibly be a very dangerous disease. So let's quit blaming each other, pointing fingers, and let's start with doing what's right. All right. Another myth is your kids can't catch the coronavirus. Children can definitely catch COVID-19 or the coronavirus. You know, granted, initial reports that we received suggested fewer cases in children compared to adults. You know, it says, for example, a Chinese study from Hubei province released in February found that more than 44,000 cases of COVID-19, about only 2.2% involved children under the age of 19. So they can get it. Not as apt to be as severe. Um, now here in the States, it, it's starting to show more and more that, you know, children are as, as likely as adults to become infected. Um, but still not as drastic. So, children will become infected. They just seem less likely to develop a severe disease, I guess. Unless, again, like we had mentioned earlier, they have a compromised immune system or there's other health underlying health issues. Uh, if you have coronavirus, you'll know. No, you won't. COVID-19 causes a wide range of symptoms, many of which appear in other respiratory illnesses, such as the flu, the common cold. Now, specifically, common symptoms of COVID-19 include fever, cough, difficulty breathing, and rare symptoms include dizziness, nausea, vomiting, runny nose, and in your severe cases, the disease can progress into a serious pneumonia-like illness. Uh, but early on, infected people may show no symptoms at all. You may not even know you're carrying it until you go out and get a little test. Um, they're telling us, you know, prepare for an epidemic. We're, for all intents and purposes, we look like we're headed that way. You know, if you haven't traveled outside the country or to affected countries or made contact with people who've traveled out there or who's been around uh, coronavirus here in the States, um, Keep yourself protected. Stay stay within your own confines. Um, of course, we are getting updates on a regular basis, you know, several times a day, from all of our state and local health departments and from the U.S. health departments, things like that. But the minute you feel, you know, experiencing a high fever or weakness, lethargy or shortness of breath or have underlying health conditions and milder symptoms of the disease, seek a med medical attention. You know, Preferably at your primary care provider, your doctor, your personal doctor. Um, and before you go to the hospital or that walk-in clinic, call them. See what they want you to do. They may have a specific procedure set up for the coronavirus. So call them first before you go to one of these public areas like an emergency room or a walk-in clinic. Um, one of them is out there. Another myth Coronavirus is less deadly than the flu. So far, it appears the coronavirus is more deadly than flu. However, it's still a lot of uncertainty around the mortality rate of the virus. Um, annual typical flu here in the States 
is around 0.1%. And so far, there's a 0.05 mortality rate among those who caught flu virus in the U.S. this year, according to CDC. Um, in comparison, recent data suggests that COVID-19 has a mortality rate more than 20 times higher of the flu. So it can be more deadly. Um, and around 2.3% compared to 0.1%. And that can, that's a... Um, that's as of around February 18th that they've come up with this data. Um, and it varied by different factors such as location, individuals, age, and these uh, underlying health conditions. These numbers are constantly evolving. And hopefully we can reduce the mortality rate here in the United States for coronavirus. Yes, I know Italy's got a big issue. China did. China's on the downswing. So is Japan. They're on the downswing. Uh, it didn't last long. So let's not get all wound up and go high and to the right doing silly, silly, silly things. Okay, and there's some other uh, other myths and stuff out there. You know, vitamin C will not, they haven't found any evidence where vitamin, taking vitamin C supplements and more than what you're supposed to will keep you from catching the COVID-19. No, uh, it's not going to help you. Uh, it's a very modest advantage. It's not even, so most of the time, not even recognizable. You know, people telling you it's not safe to receive a package from China. It's it's fine to receive letters or packages from China. Uh, it, previous research found that coronavirus doesn't su survive long enough on objects such as letters and packages uh, to infect you when you pick it up. Same way with the toilet paper, people. Stop it. Coronavirus will not survive on there. The longest it'll survive is just a couple of days. Well, guess what? It takes more than a couple of days to get that stuff to us. Uh, once it's manufactured and once it's been infected. So stop it. Um, you, you can get the coronavirus if you eat at Chinese restaurants. Not unless they, uh, one of the servers already has it. You're not going to get it because you ate at a restaurant. That's absolutely ludicrous. That's false. So, all right, we've gone into that. Uh, covered some of the myths, some of the crazy things, a couple of conspiracy theories in there, and what kind of junk they've come up with. So we're going to get into here in the next segment as to what they recommend as our do's and don'ts and see what they have to say. So stick with me. We'll be right back, and we'll get into the next segment. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Welcome back. All right, now we'll get into the... Uh what the National Health Institute and Centers for Disease Control and the United States uh, Public Health Service, uh, what their guidance is uh, about the COVID-19 or coronavirus, um, what they tell us we should be and should not be doing. Uh, one thing that did come out today um, from the Hill and U.S. News uh, World Report and the Federalist Papers that the Centers for Disease Control has just issued a recommendation calling for the cancellation of in-person events of 50 or more people 
for the next eight weeks to help halt the spread of the COVID-19. Um, coming through the from the Hill, uh, the additional information that said events of any size should only be continued if they can be carried out with adherence to guidelines for protecting vulnerable populations, hand hygiene, and social dista uh, distancing, the CDC said. Uh, when feasible, organizers should modify events to be virtual. Now, this guidance does not apply to large organizations such as schools, universities, or businesses. Uh, the CDC said, CDC said that uh, though many of these institutions have implemented telework or online classes, the advisory does not supersede direction from state or local officials. Um, this recommendation is made in an attempt to reduce the introduction of the virus into new communities and to slow the spread of infection in communities already affected by the virus, the agency said. Um, this recommend recommendation is not intended to supersede Again, the advice of local public health officials. So they are advising for us to uh, cancel any in-person events of 50 or more for um, the next eight weeks um, to try to get this thing under control. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, anyway, that, so do what we need to do, and uh, we'll get this thing under control. Uh, we know this is uh, huge and it'll impact everything from restaurants, bars, entertainment venues of most kinds, weddings, funerals, and more. Um, now, while it may be unpleasant, in some cases very difficult, this is a national emergency and hopefully it'll be over soon and life can return to normal. Um, do, do the best we can to try to slow this thing down. Okay. Now, some of the do's and don'ts that were released by the CDC and um, you know, like I said, the National Health Institute, CDC, U.S. Public Health uh, Service, uh, different entities of that nature, Department of Homeland Security, World Health Organization, um, all these people have had a hand in getting these do's and don'ts. And they're, most of them are common sense. Um, don't be a dirty bird. You know, don't be nasty. Don't go in there and sneeze all over yourself and not clean your hands off and sneeze all over people. And we're going to go through these do's and don'ts that's uh, currently out there. Um, some of these were um, just updated on the 12th of March. Uh, so, And we do go in and check and get updates uh, as best we can to make sure we're covering everything. Uh, we don't want to misinform you. And by all means, if you find something in this show that is misinformation or is not current or correct at that time, by all means, you know, get a hold of us. Uh, you can email us at vfamm2020 at gmail.com, or you can go on our website, viewfrommilitarymind.com, and you can send us an email, and we check that all day long every day. So please, if we make a mistake, let us know so we can correct that mistake. Don't just let it lay out there and then try to lambast us for something that may have been an honest omission or an honest misread or uh, information that we gathered from somewhere else that uh, is now incorrect because this is a, a fluid situation. It develops all the time. So things may change in time. So help us help you and keep us informed just like we try to keep you informed. Okay, going into the do's and the don'ts for everyone. Um, first big thing, uh, outstanding thing, you should be doing this every time you even touch something. Wash your hands. 
CDC says do it for at least 20 seconds several times a day. Use soap and water or hand sanitizer with at least 60% alcohol. Most definitely do it before you before cooking or eating. Please do it after you use the bathroom, and especially after blowing your nose, coughing, or sneezing. Okay, if you ain't doing the basics, I'll be honest, this is not a PC show. You nasty. Okay, wash your hands. If you've been playing with your butt while you're in the bathroom, wash your hands, please. Okay, we don't need to spread this stuff around. All right, don't. Touch your eyes, nose, and mouth. If you have somehow come in contact with the virus, touching your face can help it enter your body. Okay? Keep your hands away from your face, away from your eyes, all that good stuff. And, and away from other people's face. You know, eyes, nose, and mouth. Don't, don't, don't touch other people. Okay? Um, moms out there with babies, please make sure you wash your hands before you start handling your, your infant and make sure you keep them cleaned up also. All right. Do learn the systems which are similar to the flu. Cough, fever, shortness of breath. Uh, most cases do not start with a runny nose. So learn the symptoms. Uh, don't wear a mask unless you're sick. And we talked about that earlier. You know, it doesn't help you if you're, if you're healthy. It's not going to stop it from coming into you. All right. Masks help protect others from catching the virus, but wearing one while you're healthy won't do anything. All right, Depan demand has been high. It's been so high worldwide that shortages have begun of these masks. Okay, we can't afford that. Leave the masks for people who really need them, like the sick or healthcare professionals. All right. Do consider taking extra precautions. Stay staying out of the public places if you're over 60 or have a condition as you have a higher risk of developing the disease. Note that as of now, the highest risk groups appear to be seniors and people with pre-existing conditions like heart disease, chronic respiratory diseases, and diabetes. Okay. Don't travel if you have a fever. Okay. If you get sick on a flight, tell the crew immediately. When you get home, contact a health professional. If they don't quarantine you and put you to one themselves. Okay, but if you've got a fever, don't get on the plane. If you are sneezing and coughing like some fool in a hayfield, <clears throat> don't get on the plane. Because uh, I'll be honest, if you get on a plane with me, I'm going to do the best I can to wrap your head in a plastic bag and take you off that plane. There ain't nothing like riding in a flying tin can with somebody that's sick. Then you make everybody else on the plane sick. So if you got a fever and you're sick, stay off the plane. Stay off the bus. Okay. Do reconsider travel to affected countries. We already all know about this. We've got travel bans in place. So this is pretty much, they're doing this for us. Okay. Don't panic. You know, at this point, public health officials still say the risk of becoming affected with COVID-19 is low. And it is. Taking proper precautions, wash your hands, making preparations is the best thing you can do. Okay. Keep in mind, we're still at less than 2% of our country has even been identified. It's, I think, if I remember right, and please correct me if I'm wrong, I think right now we're at less than 1% of our country currently has been identified as having COVID-19 or the coronavirus. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, that ain't a whole lot of people. But yet we got nutcases out there doing all kinds of strange things and hoarding all kinds of stuff. So, 
don't panic about this. Calm down. You know, but do, do get ready to hunker down, okay? The World, uh, WHO, World Health Organization, has now declared COVID-19 a pandemic. All right, no problem. Uh, if someone in your home gets sick, local authorities may want you to be quarantined for up to 14 days. Make sure you have enough shelf-stable food to last that long, okay? Does not include 50 packages of 10 rolls of toilet paper each or every uh, case of 48 bottled waters that you can get your hands on or six dozen eggs, okay? By the time you get out, that stuff's going to be no good except for the water and the paper. You know, stop. And you're taking away from other people that may need it. All right? So stop. Just stop. Uh, make sure you have enough shelf-stable food to last that long as well as your prescription medicines and other health supplies such as overcame, over, over-the-counter pain relievers and disinfectants to clean the household with. All right? Now, uh, government website also suggests keeping uh, a two-week supply of food and water in the case of a pandemic and having copies of electronic health records. All right? Um... No excuse not to have a copy of your health records other than you just didn't want to take care of it. All right. Do practice social distancing, avoiding large gatherings and crowds in poorly ventilated spaces, and try to stay up to three to six feet away from anyone who's coughing or seizing. Okay. People have taken it to the other extreme where they're staying away from everybody three to six feet. Okay. I'm I'm not going to get in your personal space, so you don't have to worry about me doing that. Um... But sometimes there's some of us that are a little bit of hard of hearing. And if you get six feet away from us, I'm going to stand there and look at you. Huh? Because I don't want hearing aids either. But anyway, um, don't skip the flu shot. Go ahead and get it. Uh, the symptoms of COVID-19 and flu overlap enough that it can, it can complicate the diagnosis. If you had a flu shot, you're less likely to catch the flu or have a case serious enough to require treatment. So if you've had a flu shot, you're probably in pretty good shape. And, yeah, it's going to help out when they say, yeah, you got it. So it says, do prioritize your health. Now is not the time to burn the candle at both ends, skip workouts, or ignore the healthy diet. It can help to weaken your immune system. Um, don't avoid toys and products from Asia, you know, although it can live on surfaces for hours and possibly you know, a couple of days. It's unlikely to survive the process of being moved from one place to you know, move from place to place in different temperatures and conditions. Just not a, again, conspiracy theorists. It's not going to happen. Okay. So stop. You can play with your Asian, your China toys and the things that your dad brought back from Japan um, for you to look at and play with. So don't worry about the Asian toys or products. Um, do check on your high-risk neighbors, older adults and people with serious chronic medical conditions. Monitor their food and medical supplies. Make sure they have people or organizations that can help them if they get sick. Or volunteer yourself to help um, if they get sick and you can get them to the hospital and get them taken care of. All right. Now is not the time to start playing goofy games and not taking care of each other because we, this, we really need to help each other. Um, do seek help early if you have a fever, cough, or a hard time breathing. But don't just drop into the nearest urgent care. Call your, like I mentioned earlier, call your doctor to find out the protocol first. Uh, or call that urgent care, call the emergency room. Find out what their protocol is, what their procedures are for someone who suspects, suspects themselves to have coronavirus. Find out what their, what their procedures are. Uh, don't go out except to see your doctor after calling first. And if you do have to go out, avoid public transportation, taxis, and ride sharing. 
you don't know who's been in there, and they don't know you've been in there. So we'll stay away from that. I know what I know what affects affects the public transportation, the taxis, and ride sharing. It's a cut into their uh, living. But hey, all of us are taking a cut right now, pretty hard. All right, and we'll get into some topics about that a little later on. Uh, do call for sneezing in the crooked elbow or in a tissue, preferably in a dish in a tissue. Uh, dispose of the tissue immediately in a covered tin. Um, you should be doing this whether or not you suspect COVID-19. You don't want to spread a common cold either. Uh, don't hang out with your family or pets if you suspect you have the virus. Uh, you know, in order to protect them, eat and sleep separately from them. Try to stay in one room and use a separate bathroom if possible. Um, no, it's not always possible, so you need to do disinfecting practices more often to make sure that those are taken care of. Um you know, they did go ahead and include pets uh, in the recommendations because there was one report, one report of a dog testing positive in Hong Kong for the virus. Okay, that's one dog out of, yeah. Kind of nice to have Fido or Fluffy next to you because you don't feel good. So use common sense. Um, they don't, our officials here don't think the dog is actually infected. Uh, CDC says experts don't know for sure whether the pet, pets can even catch it. And they're, uh, as we said in a previous segment, they can get it, but they can't pass it to us. And it's a whole different strain. So, you know, if you want to cuddle up to Fido, I don't see where there'd be a problem with it. Depends on how far you want to go with these recommendations. Uh, and like we talked earlier, you know, don't reach for the antibiotics. We already talked about that. They don't help it. This is a virus. It's not a bacterial, so leave the antibiotics alone. Uh, do wear a mask properly around others if you if you suspect you have the virus. You know it can be a source of infection if you don't follow guidelines. You know they have. You can check out the World Health Organization or the CDC. They've got videos on how, on when and how to use the mask. So check that out. Do wear it if you need it. If you're healthy, leave it alone. Let the sick people have it. Right. Do make sure someone in your home knows how to clean properly. Uh, moms and dads, you know, you should know how to clean up around your house and make sure there's not a bunch of nasties floating around. Teach kids on how to do that. You may get sick where you can't move or you don't feel like doing it or it makes you sick to move and try to take, take care of the house. Teach kids and those around you on how to do the proper cleaning procedures while we're going through this. Um, effective methods, you know, Include a you know, bleach solution of five tablespoons per a gallon or four tables, table, teaspoons excuse me, per quart of water with bleach. Or solutions that have at least 70% alcohol or one of the EPA approved items on you know that's listed out there. But these are just some of the things, the do's and don'ts they want you to know about. You know, wear disposable gloves to clean the surfaces regularly with soap and water followed by disinfectant to kill the virus. So... Very common sense stuff. You know, we went over a bunch of do's and don'ts. It's all common sense stuff. Things that we should be doing anyway. Uh, we don't. Our lives are fast. <laughs> a lot of us are lazy. We get tired of cleaning the house. So, but now we have to. So, do's and don'ts. We'll have those posted on our website, viewfrommilitarymind.com. Um, we'll have some updates on the coronavirus there also. So... Hang tight with us for a minute. We've got another segment to go into. We're going to get into um, 
shutting the nation down and the ignorance of hoarding at a time of crisis. So just hang tight, and we'll catch up with you right after the break. I was in the hospital with my son for 18 months. When he got injured, I wasn't prepared, but I knew I had to be strong. When I was told about John's injury, I was in complete shock. I just remember rushing into his room and giving him a big hug and letting him know I was there. These veterans and families are just a few of the heroes we serve at Homes for Our Troops. For thousands of severely injured veterans, everyday life is filled with barriers. It was really the, the little things throughout the house. Counters that you can't roll up to. I had to drag my wheelchair down steps. I want to help, but he is so determined. At Homes for Our Troops, we build specially adapted custom homes with features like wheelchair access, roll-in showers, and automatic door openers that allow them to function independently and focus on their recovery and family. This house is freedom. It's hope. It's a new beginning. This house has given me my family back. To learn more, visit hfotusa.org. All right, we're back. Getting this last segment here. Um, we call this segment Shutting Down the Nation and the Ignorance of Hoarding in a Time of Crisis. Now, there's been a lot of reports come out across the, the country uh, about people with ungodly amounts of toilet paper and paper towels and bottled water and milk and eggs and just hoarding they're just stripping the shelves okay people this is not a hurricane um and this is nationwide um things have gotten so bad that some of your stores like walmart and costco and uh publix and kroger and your grocery stores things like that have put limitations on things because people don't have enough common sense to to stop it get what you need uh, when you strip store shelves like that and strip things from other people, you have affected the elderly that may not be able to get out right away or can't get out at all. Um, people who have health issues who can't get to the store or have to depend on it being brought to them. Um, or even the common working man uh, that can't necessarily, his family can't get to the store right away. There's no sense in it. Okay, you don't need 10 bundles of 20 rolls of toilet paper per bundle. What in the name of heaven are you going to do with that? Okay, other than stock it up, store it up in the house. Um, bottled water. Your water systems have not been infected or affected. Okay, you can still drink water from the sink. It doesn't kill you. Um, buy a filtration system if it's that bad. Um, milk, eggs, things like that. These things are not going away, people. Uh, you, and my God, what do you... I saw a man the other day, personally went out and saw a man with 10 gallons of milk. Okay, I don't know anybody who can drink 10 gallons of milk in 14 days without something going bad. Um, same way with eggs, uh, bread... Bread may not be bad in 14 days. They're going to start getting stale. Eggs, you know, some of them are going to start going bad in 14, 15 days. So use common sense. Don't be stupid. Don't go out there and start grabbing this stuff up at the last minute just because you can. Um, you're wiping stuff out. And they're not even, they're not even taking cleaning supplies. Uh, some of that has started to be a little difficult to get a hold of. But, okay, I'd rather see them do that than... Uh, stripping out food supplies. 
that's crazy. It's ignorant. Um, we're basically bringing our nation to a, a crawl with these shutdowns and the different requirements or advisements that the government's putting out. And it's understandable. They're, for, they're there for a reason. They're not done lightheartedly. Uh, we're trying to slow the spread of this disease. So not everybody under the sun is getting it. So we don't have an Italy and we don't have a China. Now, keep in mind, and it's out there. You can see it. You can read it for yourself. This stuff moves fast. It gets, I mean, China's already down on the downs, are in, in a downswing on it. Japan's already in a downswing. Um, Italy's at the peak of it. So it does have an end point. We don't need to destroy our basic supplies because of ignorance and stupidity and greed. Um, and that's what it boils down to, ignorance, stupidity, and greed. Um, you're not taking the welfare of your fellow man in mind, or keeping it in mind and having it in your heart. Where you've got to take care of people. Um, we had a report of a, a young couple had a, piles and piles of stuff in their carts hoarding and actually pushed an elderly couple out of the way who was going to get just what they need, pushed them out of the way to get to the last items that were on the shelf. That was stupid. It took another young man, a good Christian man, a good man with a heart, to stop it and to get that elderly couple what they needed because they didn't have the strength to push this young buck out of the way. Uh, I personally, if I'd have been right there on top of it or seen it myself, probably would have clobbered him over the back of the head with something because that's absolutely stupid. You know, don't treat people that way just because you want to be a fool. So, now we know as we go along, we're, we've got people that are going to be working from home. I'm fortunate. Uh, my job is at my home. I have my studio in my home, so I don't have to worry about that. But there's friends and family and um, fellow veterans out there that are having to go through the, the curtailment of their employment. Um, they're not able to go to work uh, because they're, they're in a large uh, operation. It has several people in it, so they're trying to control this disease by having them stay home so we don't spread that. Uh, help those people out. Um, be considerate. Make sure you're, you're doing what you can to help each other. We're in this together, folks, whether you like it or not. We're all American citizens. We all live here in the United States, and we have to take care of each other whether it, no matter what. Okay, so you don't like your neighbor. Doesn't matter. If he gets sick, or if you get sick, he may be the one to show up at your door. Hey, man, you need something? Or I have extra of this. Do you need it? So we need to start taking care of, our, of each other. We need to stop playing the political games with this mess. Uh, I could care less what the Democrats or Republicans are doing unless it's something that directly affects me or it affects my family or it affects my neighbors or it affects my fellow countrymen. Um, they're going to play their games up there. And we have already know they're not immune to this. So they're being affected also. They're catching the disease. They're being identified as ones who have the coronavirus or COVID-19, whichever term terminology you want to use for it. So, you know, pay attention to what's going on. Don't go into a store with the intent of stripping it out. Um, stores have started putting security guards in there, putting limitations on what you can take out at each visit. 
And no, that doesn't mean go to the damn store four or five times because you want to get a maximum supply and take it from everybody else. Don't do that. Um, it, at some point, they'll make a law making it illegal to do things like that, and you're only hurting yourself when that happens or when we come to a situation where we need to buy maximum supply and store it up. If you're worried about things like this happening again down the road, like some of our preppers, you know, take advice from a prepper. They buy quantities over a long period of time and store it up, things that can be stored. So don't don't be f foolish and stupid and go out there and hurt your fellow man by stripping out the shelves. It, it's crazy. If you're going to be stuck at home in 14 days, make sure you got 20 days worth of supplies. Shelf survivable items, canned goods, um, what us in the military call forever milk. It, it can sit dormant or sit in a warm area or a cold area for forever, uh, just about. I mean, your military personnel can live on it overseas in a combat zone and be happy they've got it. No reason you can't get the same thing and utilize that in times of emergency within our country. This is a time for us to come together, not try to, not try to screw your neighbor. So let's get our stuff together. Let's start treating people like we want to be treated. I mean, I'm hoping it's not going to be much of an epidemic or a pandemic. Uh, right now, we're looking at less percent, less than 1% of the nation currently being infected. Okay? So it, it isn't a very big thing. And I think the government at this point in time, despite all of my misgivings about what's going on between the uh, the different factions in our government, they're doing a good job as far as the CDC and the National Institute of Health, or the National Health Institute and U.S. Uh, public Health System. They're doing a good job at what they need to be doing, and they're doing it with uh, limited resources for this kind of a situation. We've been to place. We've been through different ep epidemics like SARS and Ebola and all these others. And we've managed to do quite well. We can do quite well with this, too. We've just got to start acting like decent human beings and good Americans and quit hoarding this stuff up. Um, take care of our elderly. Take care of those who are less fortunate than we are. Let's take care of them first and get them to uh, where they need to be. Don't be inconsiderate. All right? So that's my part on that one. Um, We'll be back for the closing in our last segment here in just a minute. Stand by with us. Whether you arrive by land or water, there's no mistaking the beauty and serenity of Ditto Landing. Located on the picturesque Tennessee River at the southern edge of Huntsville, Alabama, this marine is nestled in lush greenery and surrounded by serene mountain foothills. Bass, bream, and catfish are plentiful in the sparkling waters where sailboats and yachts cruise side by side. Along with water recreation, Ditto Landing plays host to many special events throughout the year. They're located at 293 Ditto Landing Road southeast in Huntsville, Alabama. Stop by and see all there is at Ditto Landing or give Brandy Quick and her folks a call at 256-882-1057 and they'll let you know what's going on in the most beautiful spot in North Alabama, Ditto Landing. All right, welcome back. A little quick little plug there for one of our recreational areas here in North Alabama, where I currently reside. 
uh, did Atlantic. It's a wonderful little place. If you get a chance to come on up, if you'd like to more, know more about it, you can go to uh, didolandingmarina.org, or you can send me a message, and I'll send you a link for it. I'll give you a little, little piece of heaven here in North Alabama. All right, and we're into our last segment, our closing segment. And today, for uh, our This Day in History, today on March 16th in 1963, the Iwo Jima-class amphibious assault ship USS Guadalcanal LPH-7 is launched at the Philadelphia Naval Yard. Um, awesome ships and well-received. Now, our unit for today is the USS Iwo Jima. Um, three ships of the United States Navy have been named the USS Iwo Jima in memory of the Battle of Iwo Jima. Um, CV-46 was to be a Ticonderoga-class aircraft carrier, but the construction on it was canceled in August of 1945 and scrapped in 1949. The U USS Iwo Jima LPH-2 was the lead ship of the Iwo Jima class of amphibious assault ships. She served from 1961 to 1993 and then scrapped in 1995. Um, the third US Iwo USS Iwo Jima, LHD-7, is a WASP-class amphibious assault ship. She was commissioned into active service in 2001 and is still in service as of today. Um, they have been all over the world and done a lot of service. So kudos to the men and women of the USS Iwo Jima. Uh, there's a WASP class amphibious assault ship and the Marines on board of her. Um, keep her going. Simplify. And that's our unit of the day. USS Iwo Jima LHD-7. All right. My closing thoughts for today has to do with House Bill 6201 uh, was passed by the House on the 14th of March. Uh, it went to the Senate today uh, for consideration. Basically, this House Bill is to address the coronavirus and the additional funding needed to take care of um, the U.S. public health as a whole. And for all intents and purposes, it's really good, a really good House Bill. Uh, they have a lot of things that are covered in here. It talks about the public health emergency. Um, it was declared by the Secretary of Health and Human Services. Uh, they have jurisdiction on it. Uh, and I, I strongly encourage you to go to congress.gov and read this. It's 128 pages. And a lot of here to, for, with, you know, all this legalese in there. But you, if you go past all that, and read the meat of the bill. It's really a good bill, except for four segments in it. There are actually two segments uh, on page 60 and 61, and then again on page 68 and 69. Our wonderful friends, the Democrats, instead of just sticking with being the proper person in sticking with the uh, addressing the coronavirus and providing emergency funding for that, they've got to go stick a pet um, addition in there. And they have added in there 
about providing additional funding. Now, let me see if I can give you the words here, uh, what they use within this bill. Additional funding to victims services organizations. The term victim service organization means a nonprofit, non-governmental organization that provides assistance to victims of domestic violence, sexual assault, stalking, or advocates for such victims, including a rape crisis center, an organization carrying out a domestic violence, sexual assault, or stalking prevention or treatment program an organization operating a shelter or providing counseling service or a legal service organization or other organizations providing assistance. Okay. Basically, it comes down to they're going to give money to Planned Parenthood and some of these abortion clinics. Nancy Pelosi said as much. Okay. There are some Dems that's balked. Of course, Republicans have balked. My biggest thing is, okay, these particular things have to be addressed. This is not the damn time to address it, okay? You need to be taking care of the health crisis here in front of us right now and not trying to sneak money in to pay for abortions and things like that. We have programs already in place, okay, that help domestic violence and to help assault, things of that nature. All these th- all these topics that they're looking at are taken care of. They have funding. They have organizations to take care of that. But the abortion issue of it, that is so cotton-picking controversial. You need to leave that out of this. It doesn't belong in this bill. And the Senate has said as such. Uh, from the last we heard, they've sent this back to be revised. Um, as a whole, the bill is good. That Those segments need to be removed. There's no place for that in here. You want to play the abortion battle, do it on its own separate ground where we've been having it at. Don't sneak it into a bill that we're trying to keep mass number of people from dying or becoming ill. Okay? Quit being stupid, Democrats. It's not the time to do it. Play your political games someplace else. All right? Uh, it even goes into providing additional funding when a school child is absent from school as a result of domestic violence, sexual assault, or stalking. All right. We want them to be taken care of under the current organizations that are out there the police department, the hospitals, the school administrations. They all know how to take care of this. We don't need to address this again. All right. Uh, these these organizations are going to get them to medical attention. Um, this is not the time to throw this in there and say, okay, we're going to pay for your recovery for this now. Again, this is double dipping. Uh, it, it, has, it has so many, many bad things in it uh, when it comes to this, you know, about... And, and don't get me wrong, please. Please do not get me wrong. I'm not saying don't help these people. We do already. We do this. But this is a very, very um, veiled attempt to put additional funding to a controversial organization that need that we need to address separately, not in the middle of a, co- a coronavirus pandemic. 
a national health emergency. All right? Stop it. Uh, folks out there, both Democrats and Republicans, you know the, this has gotten out of hand the way our two political parties are tit for tat and back and forth and at each other's throat and trying to undermine each other on different things. It's come to that point in our nation's history where we as the people need to drain the swamp that everybody's talking about. All right. They work for us. We don't work for them. We elected them to go in there and do our bidding and to put into place what we as the American people, as a majority, want to see. Not for special interests, not for all this other crap. And here, my God, we're in the middle of a national emergency, a health crisis, as they've told us, and they still want to play these games with things that are controversial already. So we need to put a stop to that. That needs to come to an end. All right? But I do. I recommend you go on congress.gov. Take a look at these bills that are coming out of both the House and the Senate. Be informed. Read. Be educated. Don't be the lemming following them off the cliff. Whether you're left, right, red, blue, purple, in the middle, doesn't matter. Make yourself knowledgeable and educated. Read these. And if you ever find where I've given you something false, by all means, let me know. And I'll research, I'll look at what you've got, and we'll make it right. But if you want to contact us, you can give us a, a, a shout-out on our email at vfamm2020 at gmail.com. You can visit us on our website at viewfrommilitarymind.com. And we also have a Facebook page. Now, if you feel View from Military Mind Facebook page, we also have a group. Uh, ask to be invited to the group where it's we get into the meat and potatoes of what goes on into the shows. Um, we've been a little delayed here the past couple of weeks getting shows out because of what's going on. Um, I still have requirements on the outside as far as military is concerned. So bear with us. We will have our issues sometimes where we're not always out like we want to be. But we're always there, there for you, and we do check our emails every day. So please drop us a line. Tell us what you think about the show. Tell us if there's a topic you would like, or tell us if we're right or wrong on something. Uh, if you want to bash me, great. Go ahead and give me a quick slap on the wrist. But please keep in mind that when you do that, or you try to disparage any of our political leaders, left, right, or center, make sure you get your facts straight. And you can back it up. We're not going to just bash them for the hell of it and uh, try to undermine them and uh, demean them. Um, keep in mind, if you're demeaning, you may have been the one to elect them and put them in there. So, But for now, I thank you for listening and taking time to be part of the show. And from North Alabama and the view of a military mind, God bless you and God bless America. Have a good day.